Hollow Mountain Publishing presents The Pond, book one of the Appalachian Storm series, written and performed by Diana Kilpack. Chapter 40 Another Beginning Katie glanced over the railing and saw the parents congregating downstairs. The other were animals on her team were milling around her, too nervous to speak. It had been two weeks since prom. Candy had asked to wait until her dad could be in town. Katie liked the idea of waiting. They all could get through the distractions of finals without having to deal with parents having conniptions over what their kids had been doing for months. School was out for the summer. It seemed like a perfect beginning. Looking over the crowd, she saw David leaning up against the back wall. He had a huge grin on his face. He looked up and gave her a small wave. Smiling at him, she waved back. She shook her head, remembering the small mishap when David and his parents first entered the lodge. Candy had ran up and embraced them like they were long-lost friends. Katie had to gently remind her she had not officially met any of the black family. She knew everyone there, except for two couples who were dressed exceptionally well. They seemed ill at ease of all the camaraderie of the others around them. Forrest and Miss Smith were sitting in the back, frowns on their faces, which gave every indication they still were not pleased with the upcoming events. She looked up at the clock. She would give Lizzie two more minutes to come with her parents, and then she was going to start without them. Looking back at Jackson, he sat on a windowsill, his face made of stone. He glanced her way. His eyes had such a hopeful, haunted look. Her heart went out to him. It's going to be okay, she promised him. He nodded, his face returning to stone. Glancing back at the clock, Katie decided it was time. Giving Candace a thumbs up, she walked down the steps with her following close behind. Standing in front, the parents immediately quieted. First, Katie began nervously, I would like to thank you all for coming. The front door opened. Katie turned to see her friend walk in with her parents. Katie smiled. Thank you for coming, Lizzie. Lizzie nodded and directed her parents where to sit. She then headed up the stairs with the others. Katie turned back to the parents. There are some serious things we need to discuss. I would like you to hold your comments and questions until the end. She took a deep breath. The first thing we would like to do is tell you all about an old Indian legend. I know some of you have heard it before. Please allow all to hear. She turned to Candy. Candy, her face red, stepped up and started to tell the story of the great white tiger and the courageous woman who chose to stand and fight. Hi. This is Diana Kilpack. We have now completed The Pawn, first book in the Appalachian Storm series. So I'm going to go ahead and do a question and answer session of The Pawn. 
and I'll do this after every single book. So, first question. Why did you kill Sam? This has been the number one question and the largest reaction. The first time I had um, someone read my manuscript was my sister, and she left a very heated message on my voicemail telling me I needed to bring Sam back. She wasn't going to read any more. She was going to send it back if I didn't do anything about Sam. And uh, I was, like, taken back with that reaction a little bit. And um, one time I was sitting in uh, in in church and I get this text message from my brother and it said you killed Samantha Black question mark question mark exclamation point exclamation point in bold letters my only response is if you really loved Samantha Black then I did my job in bringing you into my story I wanted the reader to love Samantha as much as Katie did and I wanted I wanted you to feel her pain and if I had done that then I was able to tell the story how I wanted to tell it. Okay, I just want to insert something right here that I didn't do in my previous recording of my question and answer session. You listeners are extremely important to me. I watch the stats, and when I get a new listener, I'm just ecstatic. It validates all the work I've been doing. The week after Sam dies, I lose... 50% of my listeners. You guys need to hang in there, okay? Because uh, you can't get totally pissed at me for killing Sam off, all right? Because there are good things to happen. Next question. Will you bring Sam back? No. Sam is dead. That's the tragedy of someone dying. You can never say anything that you want to say to them. You... You um you have regrets and you wish you could change things and you miss them and that's just that's just the way it is when someone dies. I know that there um there was a situation where I brought Elizabeth Hawk to come and t- and talk to Katie um when after Elizabeth Hawk died. I may play with that in the future, but um as for right now, Sam is dead. Next question: Is the legend of the White Tiger a true legend? Um, I'm guessing this means, is the legend of the great white tiger a Native American legend? And the answer is no. The legend of the great white tiger came completely from my imagination. Later, I will come up with legends of the great white wolf and the great white bear. And um, me and my teenage daughter shot back ideas back and forth on how to create those legends. And I don't know which one was her idea or my idea anymore. But um, all of that came from my imagination. It was not a true Native American legend. Now, um, the legend on how the Appalachian Mountains were formed is a Native American legend. I heard that on a PBS documentary. And as I was watching the documentary, they began listing the names of tribes who died because of um, the white man's sickness. And I was just astonished about how many tribes disappeared at that time. I began writing down some of the tribal names. I only entered a few of the tribes listed in my story. The Sugary tribe is one of those tribes that were wiped out. I didn't want to offend anyone using a tribe that is present today. And the reason why old Elizabeth Hawks stressed everyone was Sugary was because I, the author, was trying to distance myself from any tribe that were alive and well today. 
So while at the same time acknowledging the fact that if anyone was sugary, there's only a small amount of DNA of sugary left in them. You know, that I just left it like that. Next question. Why did you put the trail of tears into your story? This question really surprised me. Why wouldn't I put the trail of tears into the story? It's a part of our history that we should never, ever forget. Over 4,000 Native Americans died on the Trail of Tears. And as I was researching the Trail of Tears, I wanted to put more of what I'd learned into the story. But I was afraid of sounding too much like a dry history teacher. I do that a lot. I'm like throwing out history trivia all the time. And people are like looking at me like, will you please shut up? So people, um, a lot of people don't like history as much as I do. But um, there were certain aspects of the story that I was wanting to say. Um, I believe that um, Davy Crockett left the Senate because he was completely disgusted on how the land was stolen from the Cherokee Nation. And this kind of this part of the story just kind of drives me a little bit crazy, because the Cherokee Nation went to the Supreme Court and won, and they still found a way to steal the prop steal the land from the Cherokee people. Um, Andrew Jackson is from Tennessee, and he was the president of the United States at that time. I, my opinion is he was the biggest racist of all times. And I hope that there is a certain place in hell for that man because what he did was just horrendous. And it's all on him. I believe it's all on him. So um, that's just my personal opinion, but there we go. I wanted to weave the Cherokee Rose somewhere in the story and kind of like, you know, have Katie be like a Cherokee Rose type thing. But I was never able to completely form the idea and I eventually just dropped it. Next question. Who will Katie end up with, David or Jackson? <laughs> You're kidding me, right? I'm not going to answer that question. The first book, The Pawn, is actually an introduction of character and is the base of the story. The second book, My Castle, is my favorite. It is the longest and has the greatest amount of drama. I really enjoyed writing my castle. I wrote the rough draft in about three weeks. The words just flowed through my fingertips. I could hardly wait to sit down and write another chapter. I mean, I was like rushing home so I could write the next chapter. It was just awesome. So as, as I go along, I will talk about the other manuscripts when we get closer to them. I would like to say I never leave Katie's perspective in the story. So if things are going on around Katie and she doesn't know about them, the reader or audience is not going to know about it until Katie learns of it. In later manuscripts, I really struggled with this decision, and in the end, I decided to only have Katie's view. If you have a question, go ahead and ask it, and I will try and answer them after each book like I did this one. You can go to AppalachianStorms.com and send me an email, or you can ask them in the comments section. I will try and watch that carefully. On November 2021, I began broadcasting on Facebook. This is a new experience for me, and I hope it turns into a great one. Uh, next week, we start My Castle, the second book of the Appalachian Storm series. I cannot wait to begin. So until our imaginations meet again, have a great day. <laughs>